Good morning, Radio Next Dot TV. We are live here from the Hope Center. If she wanna hit the town, the party all night. Yes, sir. Technology at its finest, baby. There we have a glitch from time to time, don't we? We got us all right. Yeah, we got to get. Uh, got to give a shout out here to the Hope Center Indy. This is a great facility. We just came in the front door of the boutique. Uh, fantastic opportunities here to uh, give hope to folks who are uh, in need of such hope. And we're grateful, too, for Collaborate 317, the opportunities that we have there as a nonprofit through Comenius Institute. And just a word about Comenius. Comenius crosses three bridges. We emphasize uh, a help for Christian young people going into IUPUI, helping them to navigate uh, views of life that they've not heard of before. Second bridge is into communities. And our special emphasis through this radio show is connecting black and white leaders throughout Indianapolis. And the third bridge is Christianity into culture, helping Christians to understand culture. HB, we are going to be talking about communication today and got some folks coming in that know a thing or two, along with you, actually, about communication. Really now. And uh, uh, we also want to give acknowledgments to uh, Coffee USA, the financial literacy uh, nonprofit that pretty much planted the seed here uh, for the Hope Center. And it uh, is teaching people how to get their financial lives together. But also, if your financial life is together, a lot of other areas of your life seem to be a lot less stress-free as well. Um, We're not going to take our first break today, Mark, because we had our technical difficulty (laughs) signing on. Uh, We're going to go right in. No, but we were talking about communication today. Yeah, so Um, I got to say to you right away then, uh, because you're the guy who's been doing this communication for a long time. Uh, I've been with you now for two years, really enjoyed uh, our time together. I've got to ask you to tell us the story of how God has gifted you as a communicator and what that has meant to not only yourself but to people around Indianapolis. Well, interesting question. Uh, I think, uh, you know, communication, first of all, I think the gift of listening. And, you know, if you're compassionate, then you probably listen with concern. And, um, you know, what I've tried to do is just to make sure that I am hearing the the needs of the people as I try to address uh uh, outcomes, and you know, with the mm-hmm. goals that we set in our community. So uh, the biggest gift I think I have, though, is is watching my grandmother. Hmm. Um, as a very, very young man, I was forced to be with her every day. She was an entrepreneur. Uh, you know, mother was out there doing her thing, aunties, uncles working. And uh, getting an opportunity uh, to watch her every day uh, hmm. go out and see what she could do versus um, hmm. uh, what she wanted. Uh, was her message, and, yep. and you know that, that was embedded in me. And I think as a communicator now, what I'm trying to do is say, how can I help? How can hmm. I give something back um, before I'm asking for what I'm going to get? Um, so that's I think that's my guy gift. Yeah, that's a that's an impressive uh, emphasis. Of course, going back in history and thanking those who have gone before us who have given us so much. Uh, thanks for sharing that story with us. Absolutely. Uh, now you know we've got some uh, some things going on today, <laughs> technically that I am. Uh, Ill-equipped to prepare for today, <laughs> uh, Dr. Mark, but we're going to get in it. Let's take a break and come back because I do have to get some things up. You Since bet. my computer went down, you're listening to Warp and Wolf Radio right here on the Cool Groove site, RadioNext.tv. RadioNext.tv, we are back, man. Let me tell you something. We are live on location, <laughs> and I just want to remind you again, if we do have some technical difficulties, please bear with us. Uh, we are inside the Hope Center, and the Hope Center does have some security, I'm sure, surrounding uh, uh, firewall protection so uh, things on the Internet can't come in or get out. 
uh, as these young ladies try to get their life back together here. Uh, the Hope Center is an institution here. It's the largest of its kind in the United States. It is a uh, for human trafficking, young women who have been involved in human trafficking, the opportunity to come and get their life reset. Uh, they're offering counseling, offering rehabilitative uh, programming here, and uh, it is an unbelievable facility. If you would like to volunteer or come over here and donate some resources, uh, you're more than welcome, and we'll be giving you that information. That is why we're broadcasting here today. Uh, this is Media Day at the Hope Center, and we're trying to get the word out about this great organization, this great institution, uh, trying to get the lives of our young ladies back together. And the opening of uh, the Hope Center for Men, we've got young men experiencing the same drama. Um, and uh, we want to make sure that uh, once they get their life uh, uh, back together, then let's make whole citizens out of them. Dr. Mark Eckel, forgive me, my brother. Yeah, that's all right, You're man. You're the coolest customer on this planet here because, you know, and I mean, really, we, we we very rarely have a lot of technical difficulties, but we are up on the air right now, and we are talking today about communication. That's right. And uh, very, very important. And I got you together now, partner, so we're getting ready to get all the way in. Um, I guess uh, uh, why should communication be important to Christians, you know, every week we are going in talking about not only a subject matter, but as Christians, how do we affect it and how That's do right. we better do it? Yeah. So uh, just to give a couple of uh, ideas here, first of all, I would suggest that uh, all Christians believe in uh, both special and general revelation. Special revelation means that there is a communication from God to man in his word, that is through scripture, and also then through his son, through Jesus. Uh, whose birth we're about to celebrate here this particular month. But there's also what we refer to as general revelation, and that is revelation that we have all around us, uh, whether it be through the creation of God or through the creatures that are here, uh, namely us, uh, human beings. So just to give a story from yesterday, HB, a couple of brothers and I, a couple of African-American pastors down the city, we spent four hours together, and we're into the collaborative emphasis, talking about what we can do in the future. Uh, Actually, we are going to be together this week four times in five days. So that's the idea of communication, the idea of having the opportunity to be together, uh, spend time together, look at how we can work together. That's what you and I do every week. All the time. And, I mean, you know, the model is all, the blueprint is there. Yeah. Um, And, and, you know, I guess, you know, you asked me a question when we started, and, you know, as a communicator, uh, you're doing some special things as well as far as, you know, bridging that gap, that cultural gap. Uh, So, so your gift of communication, when did you first notice it and experience it and – (laughs) <laughs> I, I met your mother, so I know where part of that comes <laughs> yeah, from. Yeah, there you so. go. Well, Mom should be here to tell the story, you know. I think that would be interesting. But she would tell you that this all started for me when I was 10 years old uh, when I couldn't climb the rope in the gym class. Remember those days you were supposed to climb that dumb rope to the ceiling? Were, were I mean, you, how dumb you was that? you a little chunky? Oh, my word. I was a little fat, roly-poly kid. Too, I, I know. I pull up on that rope either. I know. Either. That's why we're twins, yeah. man, you and me. <laughs> so... <laughs> 10 years of age, here I was, couldn't climb the rope, couldn't do anything at gym. They had this big gym night, and so everybody decided that uh, since Mark couldn't do anything physical, that he could be the guy in the front of the microphone. And ever since then, Mark has been in front of the microphone. So there it is. Absolutely. That's how it's and, rolled. Uh, you know, prolific speaker. If you ever get an opportunity, definitely, if you see Mark Eckel on the, on the bill, go check him out. Uh, but but the, your communication is a gift, and I'm glad that you mentioned that. Um, and it takes all of us to make this thing That's work. Right. And uh, I know some of the sharpest people I know would rather not say two words. They mm. can plot and plan, though. Um, I guess before we go to uh, the break, 
Um, what what principles from Proverbs yeah. can we apply as Christians to uh, what we're trying to talk about as far as communication today? Sure. So I'll make it short and sweet because uh, there's so much in Proverbs about this. If, if you're listening and hearing us uh, this morning, I would just suggest to you to go look at Proverbs and these three words in Proverbs. Look up the words tongue, lips, and mouth. And you'll see them repeated over and over and over again. And the whole point, of course, is that what we are doing with our mouth comes out of our insides. That is how we think and how we uh, are created to be and so on. But also uh, the sinful nature that comes out sometimes. Uh, I think one of the things that we should uh, focus on sometimes when we talk about the book of Proverbs and the communication is where does this come from, not just from our lips and our mouth. And we are back. You are listening to Warp and Wolf Radio on the Cruise site. Great show here today. And as I mentioned, we're having a few hiccups. But we're going to get through this, man. My Lord and Savior will not let the Hope Center down today. Warp and Wolf Radio down today. Mark Echo, Harold H.B. Bell in the house right now. And we're going to be uh, joined by Liz Meyer and Jeff Collingwood here as we continue to talk about communication. And the 21st century communication is a brand new uh, day and age, Mark, uh, as, as we try to navigate through this, especially yeah. for us who have had to make the change, That's right. as I like to call it, uh, from um, uh, uh Manual communication to now everything being information age. Um, Why is it so important that Christians know how to communicate well at this time of year uh, as a Christian? I mean, it's the Christmas season and holidays. uh, Talk about what we need to understand. What we need to understand around the holiday time is our emphasis is always going to be uh, about the the birth uh, of Jesus. This is our focus. In fact, this week uh, I was on Moody Radio just yesterday, as a matter of fact, uh, doing an interview with Kelly Thompson up in Anderson, Moody Radio up there. And uh, we were discussing the importance of hymns and learning hymns. And so I, uh, you can actually uh, find this later on on a Carminius Institute website, and we'll be discussing this actually or having that particular podcast available to you. But what we discussed that particular, uh, in that particular interview was the importance of how music changes us. So one of the things that I discovered in my research was that uh, in Time Magazine, Time Magazine re- reported just a couple of years ago that singing literally lowers stress, sidelines depression, and inspires joy. And, gee, would it be any real uh, jump for us to recognize the fact that when, during Christmas season, that Christmas music and the emphasis on the Christmas uh, message uh, should come across so strongly and inspire such joy. Uh, man, I could go on and on here, HB, you, but there, there's just you know a, why I'm laughing. Cause, you know, this is a, you know your second year around the horn with me uh, during the Christmas season, and um, you know I have this little rant that I do about. Some of the things that take place during mm-hmm. our Christmas season, I'm going to let it go today. But Saturday morning, <laughs> if you want to find out more, definitely tune in to the Jumbo Love Show, and you'll get what I mean, because I think we do our Lord and Savior some disjustice Isn't that the truth? a lot of times in what we do in recognizing what's really taking place during our Christmas season. Uh, Mark, we've got so many things to talk about in communication, uh, one of those things being uh, – Cultural communication. Yes. Let's talk about that before we get to the next question because that's a big one on our show each and every week. You bet. Um, and, and how uh, different ethnic groups communicate. Right. Uh, yep. can dictate, you know, the good and the bad of who we are as Christian folks, too. All of that, yeah. So let me just go back to Comenius for a second and say uh, one of the reasons why uh, we put together three one-minute videos is because we know – 
that the average uh, ability to listen to something online hovers around two minutes. So we decided that we should go to a one-minute video. We did three of them, three of them to highlight the three bridges that we cross, uh, one to IUPUI, one to all the neighborhoods and communities with through the radio show, and then one into culture itself. And so my view of this is that because we're being bombarded constantly by information, by knowledge, I'm constantly uh, talking to people about being succinct, direct, to the point. Uh, i just give you one example of this. I have a high school class that I'm teaching right now where the students are going to be taking or, or doing a research paper, 15-page research paper. They have to reduce that 15-page research paper to 500 words. That's the last assignment that they have in this research paper. The reason for this is because we know that the less communication you do, sometimes that's the better communication to have. Less is more, especially in this culture. HB, I think that's really the key here is the culture like a good married man. I love you, good man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, man. But uh, you, you mentioned this, though, and we just kind of led into that. Uh, why are communication skills essential um, in a culture obsessed with media, man? Everybody's a journalist now. And, yeah. I mean, this week has just been horrific. Yeah. When you look at the media and see what's being spit out there every day and what our news is being led off with, why, right. why is that so important, man? Oh, man, the, when you stop to consider what we are uh, being thrown at in this culture in terms of media – uh, it, it's an abomination, quite frankly, about all the different ways that you can go. But one of the benefits of digital communication is that you can find different avenues, different points of view, and you don't have to take what's given to you anymore. Back in the day, you know, we had the three channels, ABC, NBC, CBS, and you had one of those three choices. Now it's an infinite amount of choices, and you can go in lots of different directions. So I would say generally to people, look, don't just uh, – take in whatever it is that you're taking in in one station, but you need to get a broad view of how this uh, affects culture, and especially as a Christian, this is a huge issue. Oh, and, and it seems like the propaganda machine is getting stronger and stronger now with people trying to sway, yep. uh, <laughs> right. you know, uh, people who uh, buy that information. Um, I guess the last question we're going to ask in this segment is uh, give me some Christian groups that are uh, doing some great things in the city as far as trying to communicate and yep. create a better culture. Sure. Uh, I was just at the Truth at Work conference here uh, uh, last, this last month, great uh, conference, Matt Peelan and uh, we had Ray Hilbert there who are the kind of the co-sponsors of this whole event and they had brought in a, a world famous folks one of whom, a guy by the name of Henry Chow, C-H-O who's Korean but he was brought up and born in Tennessee so it's really interesting to have this comedian uh, with a <laughs> Tennessee accent who's literally his folks are Korean uh, his comedy is clean. It is fantastic. Uh, we all laughed uproariously all through his routine. A great Christian man who does great comedy. Lori Borgman is another great writer uh, here in Indianapolis. Uh, she does a weekly, uh, a weekly opinion piece, really, which is kind of homey, down-to-earth kind of thing, but very practical, very engaged, and always uh, shouting out those universal principles. Uh, that come from God because she's a believer. One more example of this would be Gary Farvel, who's a great cartoonist. He communicates in a way that's a whole altogether different. He communicates through pictures. And so every day in the Indianapolis uh, Star, you get somebody who's a Christian, 
who's communicating his values uh, through those uh, particular cartoons and has a tremendous impact across the board in Indianapolis. Absolutely, and communication is what we're doing today. We are live from the Hope Center as we're doing Media Day. Uh, we want to thank them for inviting the Communist Institute in Radio Next In. RadioNext.tv, we are live from the Hope Center today, man. We are having a wonderful time, even though we are having a few technical difficulties out of here. And I'm going to keep letting you know, uh, we are at the Hope Center, and the Hope Center is a facility to help rehabilitate young ladies who have been involved in human trafficking, trying to help them get their lives back together, providing some excellent resources and programming. And uh, Media Day is actually going down today. Uh, tell somebody to tell somebody. This is very important. Uh, every last one of you, I guarantee you, has been affected by this thing called human trafficking. Somebody in your family, a little one that you know and love, this is not uh, the movie uh, taken as yeah. we know it. This is very, very elementary. Uh, young people in need and older people taking advantage and preying on these young ladies. And I'm telling you right now, it's a major problem, especially with the economy, the way it sits right now. Uh, so, you know, that's why we're communicating today. And Dr. That's Marcus, right. we go into the last segment before we introduce your great guests who yeah. are master communicators here in this community. Uh, we always have to go into the parts where we talk about how Christians affect Indianapolis, number one. And give me some great communicators in this city, you Christian bet. communicators who are doing some positive things. You bet. So uh, let me start with Q Commons. One of the things that we've uh, done here in last month, well, in, in the month of October, is a whole bunch of folks from around Indianapolis got together and heard not only national speakers uh, that were piped in from uh, Nashville, Tennessee, but also some folks from around Indianapolis who are doing really great work in lots of different uh, directions, uh, folks that are heading up nonprofits. Uh, there was a, a man there who heads a nonprofit that does theology at bars, which is fantastic work, uh, some really great stuff going on there, uh, some youth pastors from around town that do great music. Let me tell you about a couple of folks that uh, they've got an event coming up. We're trying to get them on this radio program, actually. Uh, Matthew Barnes and Tim Overton uh, doing prayer with legislators, which is actually happening on the 3rd of January, starting out the year 2018 with this great opportunity to pray over the legislature in Indiana. And Tim Overton and Matthew Barnes doing great work there, a whole different kind of communication. But I was just messaging with them this morning, uh, seeing what, if they'd be available uh, on this program on the 27th of December. So uh, look out for those kinds of things. And then last... But not least, I'd like to give a shout-out to two special groups of folks who, you know, quite frankly, uh, we just kind of take them for granted, and that is the preachers and the teachers. Uh, there's a whole bunch of churches in this uh, Indianapolis area doing really good work. Uh, the word is going out in lots of different directions uh, from a Christian vantage point. And then, of course, we've got great uh, teachers, uh, great Christian teachers, both in public and in Christian schools uh, that are doing great work, and we want to emphasize them as well. Great communicators across the board, HB. You know, and we touched on this a little bit earlier in the show, Mark, and we were talking about the cultural differences in communication. Yeah. And uh, as a Christian man, I know that it's up to me to be responsible for me and how I interpret or how I uh, distribute information so I can make sure that the, the message is being right. heard. And we were talking earlier in the show about uh, the gift of listening. That's right. Uh, to become a good communication, you know, be a good communicator. Uh, talk about some, some, the, some of the differences between the cultures and what we really need to do as Christians to help yeah. this communication thing work. Well, let me start out by what we've been being barraged by here lately, and that is the issue of shame. Uh, we have a, 
a national epidemic going on over the last month. Uh, started out with Harvey Weinstein and has kind of floated through all different manners of, of Hollywood personalities as well as into political personalities, uh, all kinds of folks uh, being impacted and affected uh, by uh, men who can't keep their, their hands to themselves, basically. Bottom line is that. And what we're, ha- what we're seeing, though, in the media is that they're, what the media is doing is literally shaming people uh, with the alleged whatever it is uh, coming from whatever quarter it is. I think it's really important and powerful for us as Christians to emphasize another five-letter word, and that would be uh, the word grace. Are we coming alongside people that we know who are struggling with whatever sin it might be, whatever issues they might face in the culture at large, and uh, sh- making the move from shame to grace. I think that would be an important idea. Another idea here is that we need to persuade others uh, to respond properly. And I'm going to speak to these particular groups. I want to speak to the voices of people who are power, powerful, privileged, and well-positioned. So powerful people who are well-positioned in positions of privilege uh, bear the responsibility of giving voice to important ideas, and so the important ideas of um, taking care of women who are abused, uh, the reason why we're here at the Hope Center here today, and the, and the power of this particular communication tool. But we have to have people who are stepping out, standing out, and speaking out on behalf of those who can't speak on their own, and I'm specifically talking about the powerful, the privileged, and the positioned. And then finally, I would say that we need to uh, emphasize not just in our speaking what's important in terms of communication, but we need to emphasize this in terms of our doing. People in this culture are sick of hearing lots of words. They're sick of hearing lots of talk. And what people really do respond to are folks who are uh, behaving properly, doing good things. So uh, just to give an example of this, we've heard of this triad for, for as many years as I can remember, truth, goodness, and beauty. But I think we need to flip this thing around. I think we need to talk about showing beauty, doing good, and then speaking truth. I don't think that people are going to want to hear our truth until they see beauty, until they see us doing good. And then maybe they'll say, hey, you know what? There's something different about you other than that, that what we see in the culture, and we want to know what that is. And I think there's, there's where it's at. You, you know, and uh, before we get to our last question of this first segment, um, uh, <laughs> the power thing. Yep. You know, and, and scripture says yep. clearly, you know, it's going to be harder for, you know, the, the rich and the mighty to get into heaven than it will, you know, for a camel to get through the eye of a needle. That's right. Do we set ourselves up, you think, by thinking that people who, quote unquote, have the power um, are the people that we should be believing in to oh. help manifest change? I, I think that's our problem a lot. I do believe the same thing, HB. I think we place too much emphasis on folks. Uh, in a top-down setting and situation. And so what we need to do, and what we do at this radio show constantly every week, is we focus on Titus 3. We find Christians around Indianapolis are doing good, and we focus on that. We emphasize those uh, people that are um, having a positive impact in the culture around us. And so for you and I, this is a really powerful idea. That is grassroots. We believe that this thing comes from the bottom up, not from the top down. And why do we, I do believe, along with you, that we place way too much emphasis on those who are in those positions instead of folks like those sitting with us today who are doing good in the community. You know I have a uh, comedy mind. I'm just so <laughs> happy that going to heaven might be a good possibility bank, uh, based on my bankroll. So. <laughs> 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 but 
But the last question we have in the first hour before we get to our guest, Mark, is uh, movies. We know that you you identify and are able to communicate and translate information through movies. Yep. What movies do Christians watch if they want to see the power of communication? Communication power, yeah. So I'm going to do a throwback film here. I want to go back to 1994, and the movie is Nell. And this particular film uh, stars Jodie Foster. Uh, who is a young woman who for a long time has had to live in the woods. She doesn't, she's unable to communicate properly or well. And uh, somebody like Liam Neeson, a doctor, comes alongside her and helps her bring her out of her shell. But the importance of communication there in that particular film, if you want to find out what it, what's difficult about it, uh, go watch that particular movie, 1994, Nell. The second one I would suggest here is the movie Babel. And Babel stars Brad Pitt. And this particular film is dealing with all kinds of folks. Right after 9-11, this film came out. And they're dealing with all kinds of uh, concerns over language and nationality and ethnicity and how do we communicate with each other. All of these things are really powerful for us. Uh, and that particular movie does a good job of bringing it to the, to the forefront. One last movie, the movie Arrival, which just came out this last year. This particular movie uh, stars Amy Adams. And this particular film is a movie about uh, science fiction, but actually communicating with extraterrestrial beings. So if you're really into the whole (laughs) sci-fi thing, this is a really cool uh, movie. And the idea of understanding that that these extraterrestrials came to Earth not to destroy Earth, but to save Earth is a really powerful idea. But in order for... uh, this particular individual played by Amy Adams to actually figure this out. She had to go through all kinds of listening possibilities, all kinds of visual stimulation, all kinds of diagrams. This, uh, this interchange between the aliens and the humans is just a fascinating thing to watch. If you want to learn anything about communication and how to do it properly, watch the movie arrival. I highly recommend it. It gives us uh, some principles, I think, HB, to, to really uh, help people to understand communication Absolutely. better. Absolutely. And speaking of understanding communication better, Liz Meyer and Josh Collingwood are in from Astute Rabbit Media. And uh, this is one form of media that you're listening to today um, on this Internet Radio Exchange. But we have so many forms of media, as we've discussed now, to get messaging across. Polly Riddell is in the house, the storyteller. She tells and gives her messaging through media uh, by telling stories of That's individuals right. and we've also got TV uh, we've got social media we've got uh, broadcast media like Amplify Indy and the great work that he does in producing video visuals so people can see so media is, uh, is this a is a big and it's a big deal right now. it's a big deal right now and and just to give everybody an understanding uh, if you're hearing background noise folks coming in and out this is a big deal here at Hope Center in Indy today uh, lots of media is going to be here, television, radio, Internet, all kinds of folks coming in and out. So if you're hearing voices behind us, don't feel bad about that. Uh, this is actually something that's really powerful and good happening in Indianapolis today. HB, what do you, you think? You know, I kind of like all You this do. Noise. You I, like I, that I stuff. Love this all that crosstalk. But we're going to come right back. Warp and Wolf Radio live on the Cool Groove site. We are at the Hope Center. Go and please Google Hope Center Indy. Uh, my brother Richard Samuels, I see, is in the house. And we are back. Warp and Wolf Radio, Cominius Institute sponsored show. And we are here today at Hope Center Indy. And we are promoting a great event that's going on, uh, a media event, actually, that's taking place from 11 to 2 today. Uh, Some of the radio stations and TV folks are rolling in now, some of the Internet sites, uh, because they want to find out what's going on here at Hope Indy. This is a great opportunity for a lot of folks to be exposed 
to the wonder of what's going on here in Indianapolis. Let me just give you just a thumbnail sketch of this, but please go to Hope Center Indy, check out their website, uh, see what's actually happening here. This is, in Indianapolis, the largest institution dedicated to protecting women and human trafficking. I'll say that again. In Indianapolis, we house the largest institution that protects women from human trafficking. Uh, this is a great thing that's going on here at the Hope Center, uh, supplemented and supplied by a great uh, host of Christian folks. You hear all kinds of uh, crosstalk in the background. That's because there's a whole bunch of folks coming in, very excited about the opportunities of our day today. And we are, in this particular venue, talking about media and communication today on this radio show. So I thought, if we're going to have a media day here at the Hope Center, what better better way to do this than to have folks who deal with media all the time? And we have special guests in here today that we want to make sure uh, that get a word in about the good work that they're doing around Indianapolis. You're going to be hearing about astute rabbit media. I'll say that again, astute rabbit media. This particular group, headed by Liz Meyer and Josh Collingswood, uh, is doing some really great work here around Indianapolis for lots of folks who need digital media hookups and the connections that uh, they afford. Uh, without further ado, let's introduce them. Uh, whoever wants to start first, uh, Josh or Liz, tell us a little bit about yourselves, your families, your churches, and your work in Indianapolis. Yeah, so, you know, people always people always ask us, What's up with the name, uh, <laughs> Astute Rabbit Media? And that's yeah. actually one of my favorite questions to, to get asked. Uh, the first time I, I ever told anybody what the name of our company was going to be, they, they just kind of stared at me and they said, what does that have to do with, with, with a website? What does that have to do with media? Uh, it's, 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 it's a rabbit. And, and I looked at them and I said, what does Apple have to do with your phone uh, or, or, or your laptop? You know, That's it's, great. It's, it's fun. It, it's memorable. Yeah. Uh, people know us as, as the rabbits. That's uh, great. So it, it is it, it, and, we, we, and we have a lot of fun with it. Um, yeah, Josh is, uh, hi, I'm Liz, and Josh has made our rabbit come to life. So if you go on our homepage of our, our Astute Rabbit Media website, you will see our rabbit talking in a very good British accent, <laughs> speaking to you about media and c- communications. That's great. So tell us a little bit more about uh, the Facebook uh, page pictures that you sent me of course every week everybody that listens to this podcast or listens to the show live uh, knows that i put up pictures of everybody that's going to be on the show but you guys sent me these weird pictures so tell us explain what these pictures are there's a, a method to this madness mark and did you know that people will actually click easier on a uh, caricature of a photo rather than your absolute actual photo now i don't know why that is but that does exist so i'm going for that six percent click rate and we just felt that that kind of showed our personality and how we uh pull in the graphics and talk in a visual storytelling manner yeah are you happy with your picture josh I, I am. I am very happy with my yeah. picture. Okay, just because Josh, you actually run marathons, don't you, or something like yeah. that? Now, yeah? yeah, you're running halves and full marathons. Oh, not 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 a full marathon. Not guy. a full. You're a thirteen-one guy. Yeah, I've ran I've ran a half marathon uh, two years in a row now. Wow. That's impressive. Well, you know, we're going to have to get that picture before and after you run a marathon, I think. That would probably be at least honest to this whole thing. No, this is great. And by the way, I want to make sure I get my caricature picture at some point, too, uh, because, you know, if if I'm going to be clickbait, then I want to have a good picture going on here. So tell us a little bit about uh, why uh, your work as Christians is important in this uh, this community, and how does that 
interact in any way at all with what you do at Astute Rabbit Media? Yeah, well, communication, you know, um, is, is, is very important to me um, as, as a pastor as well. You know, I, I tell people that um, I'm a pastor in, in disguise as a media developer, um, <laughs> you know, cleverly disguised. Uh, but, you know, it just, I mean, just like you guys mentioned in the first hour, you know, our culture is so, so saturated with media, so obsessed really with, um, with especially social media, uh, things like that. Communication is important to me because there's a message to be communicated. Mm. Um, and so, you know, in any way that, that we can come alongside of, of churches and um, ministries uh, like the Comenius Institute, um, and, and, and other things like that. Any, any way we can help out with with media because uh, it's it's such a huge deal in, in our in our society now. And you know, I think as as the future progresses, it's only going to become e- even more so. That's mm. really an important and powerful idea. And so, since you mentioned that you're a pastor, tell us where you do your pastoring. Yeah, so I'm I'm on staff. I'm, I'm an associate pastor at uh, Crossway Community Church of the Nazarene. It's about a two and a half year old church plant. Uh, of Shepherd Community, it's another uh, organization doing a lot of good in Indianapolis. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been there um, right, right about two two years or so. Um, lots of fun. I actually um, actually went to college for for ministry. My degrees in Christian ministry, and so that's a, a huge part of my background. Um, you know, I, I've always said though, if, if I had to be bivocational, um, I can't really think of. Anything I'd have more more fun doing than than the media media developing. Yeah, and just uh, so that everybody knows that this is uh, an honest uh, program here. Uh, do we have any background? I mean, did you take a class or two from me at any point in the past? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I took uh, Old Testament Survey one and two from from you. Oh yeah. <laughs> was I won't ask you how you did. I won't do that to you. You know, how, what was your final grade or anything like that? But I'm glad that you know we've had this kind of connection going on for some time. Uh, Tell us, just for the sake of everybody listening, where is the church located? It's it's located in um, South Grove Intermediate School in Beach Grove. It's right off Ninth Avenue. Okay, great. And Liz, uh, what yes. church do you attend? And oh, by the way, tell them what you do on Sundays in the fall. By the way, well, for the last four years, I've had the pleasure of using our video capabilities that Josh and I uh, love doing. We love visuals that Josh and I uh, love doing. We love visuals that Josh and I. Uh, love doing. We love visuals that Josh and I uh, love doing. We love visuals that Josh and I uh, love doing. We love visuals that Josh and I uh, love doing. We love visuals that Josh and I will storytelling. And we have been taping the series that uh, you've been doing at Crossroads Church up in Fishers. And we enjoy making sure that people get that. And you know what it's about? It's about expanding the reach. And that's what media does. It, it gets the message out. Uh, truth to be told and it's a way of conveying that but mm. I, i'm going to confess something to you is that all right Can sure I go ahead that we're kind of luddites and because we come from a different viewpoint what is a luddite you want to know it's an 18th century person who actually did not believe in the mechanization or the technology of that day and fought against it so here we are immersed in this loving what we do helping use a tool but it is only a tool we go beyond knowing that tool to what is the real communication heart behind every message that we share and does that come from foundational truth Hmm. so you actually have a purpose behind all that you do i guess is that is it would that be fair to say fair to say oh wow so you you, what what's really fascinating to me about uh, in any kind of conversation i have with anybody is can people answer the why question 
So why do you do what you do? And, of course, you obviously have done that, so thank you very much. And for your Luddite comment, I think mm-hmm. this is an important idea. And for those of you who aren't sure how to spell Luddite, L-U-D-D-I-T-E. But basically, Luddite just means there's no substitution for what God intended, which was human communication there heart you go. to heart. And so the, the face-to-face. And, but, but one of the things that Liz and Josh are doing is that they are actually taking something that could be lost. So let's say, for instance, my teaching on a Sunday morning in my church, uh, once I teach it, it's done. It's gone. But if you capture it on video, it's there for Ever. I mean, for as long as whatever uh, uh, opportunities we have to put this up online uh, exist. So that's a really positive uh, uh, platform for us to be on, actually a very positive work. So, Josh, I wanted to uh, just give you another opportunity here to tell about some of the things that you do on our behalf for the Comenius Institute. Tell folks what it is that, uh, that you are doing behind the scenes. Yeah, so, you know, every Wednesday we do this, this, this radio show from, from 10 to noon, and... Uh, uh, D- Dr. Eckel here just showed me the USB drive maybe 20, 30 minutes ago that, that uh, this file goes on after the show. And uh, he then sends that to me through uh, Google Drive. And I download it and uh, make, make it into a podcast. It goes up on, on YouTube, goes into iTunes, and gets pushed out to uh, both websites. And uh, lot, lots of fun on that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, you do, you do all of that. You, plus, you do my moody radio interviews. Mm-hmm. You do that. And as well as downloading all the video stuff and anything else I ask you to do. <laughs> I, I send Josh these errant emails saying, could you please move this to there and do that over here? And you're always so generous. Thank you so much. And Josh is very humble because he is a tech guru. Yeah. And when we're all panicked over something that has happened, he's sitting there figuring out how it happened, what happened, how we can correct it. Yep. He's always been that way. Yeah, you know, you just, just sit down and drink another cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> figure it out. Solution will eventually present itself. You know, I, I used to tell people that um, actually it used to be my catchphrase. I, I almost used it as an email tagline, but I thought better of it. But it was it was I turn coffee into websites. <laughs> drink a lot of coffee, make a lot of websites. There you go. Connection between the two. You know, uh, just to give people an example of this. I mean, when we changed servers. Do you remember that? Yeah. This last year we changed servers. How many text messages did I send you? Josh, the website isn't up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that that was an interesting, um, a, a, an interesting situation. Anyway, that 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 whole server transition um, w- w- was really unique. It, it it took a little while, but we, we eventually figured it out. <laughs> you figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> I had nothing to do with this, so everybody knows. It's really important uh, to also recognize this that while. You hear my voice and HB's voice and all of the guests that are on the program. Uh, the folks that are really doing the, the work to get this out, to expand the reach, as Liz well suggested, are folks like Josh and Liz who are uh, involved in Astute Rabbit Media. Tell us a little bit about uh, any other projects that you're invested in right now and how you are helping to extend the reach of others uh, through this your work. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, like, like we've already mentioned with um, the the podcast here, you know, um, the church that I'm a part of, Crossway, just started podcasting um, a, a few weeks ago. One of the things that, that I find really exciting about working with churches is um, really just seeing the results of, of things. You know, that, that first week that, that we ran the podcast, uh, we had an additional 30 people that, that listened to it. Just about doubled our congregation for that week. <laughs> you know, That's we're great. A of about 30. And uh, so stuff like that, you know, I, one of the churches that, that, I, that I did a website for, you know, several years ago, I went back 
at the you know three or four month point and looked at their analytics online and I saw that they had this huge following overseas you know mm. Europe and and even even Asia yeah um, you know and it's just people people want to hear the message right um, and what's fascinating even to us here on this radio show is that at any given time uh, people are listening to radio next from various continents Asia Africa uh, I don't know maybe we got a listener or two down in Antarctica who knows but bottom line is. You're extending this reach idea is a really powerful uh, communication uh, tool. Liz, you have uh, work specifically at um, as a communications professor at IUPUI. Uh, tell us about any kind of segue or connection between what you do at Astute Rabbit Media and what you do at IUPUI. Well, thank you, Mark, for asking that. I was actually tracking a little bit with the extend the reach. Go and, ahead. Keep, and it does keep going. extend the reach in different ways, but analyzing where the website starts or where that media is getting to, understanding the audience. These are all uh, very important elements of communication that I'm instructing on all, mm. all times. You need to be able to be succinct, like you said earlier, and to bring the power of words. Mm. The power of words can affect people even in different multiple platform medias. Mm. And so we have the tech know-how, but can you make that powerful connection through the articulation of what you do, like here at Hope Center. Can you really communicate that yes. feeling, that touch that we are experiencing here by being in the presence of some of these uh, people today? Yeah. This is a powerful idea, and you emphasize the uh, connection between words and digital media. Let's talk for a minute about the power of that connection. Uh, the issue of words. Let's talk for a moment about why it's important to wed the digital media piece, that is the things, the technological know-how, with the importance of the word choosing, the word choices that people make. Mm -hmm. How important are word choices when it comes to communicating even in digital media? I always say Josh is the techie and I'm the tweaker, okay. <laughs> but we work off each other so well. We'll look at different content, I, and I always instruct and then try to apply it in my own writing when I'm creating content for a website. If I had to put $500 of value on that one word, would it be the one I'd choose? Mm. Because we know that um, the first seven words in a sentence are going to make a powerful connection. And in storytelling, which this comes into, you're telling your story in the written manner, in that content. It's very important to hit right to the heart quickly so that people understand it's worth going a little deeper and reading a little further to understand what I'm expressing in this media platform. Yeah. Josh, you're from a whole different generation uh, than Liz and I are. How, does, how, is, how important is word choice even for somebody like you in your generation? Do you have any thoughts or comments about that? Yeah, yeah, I think it's, I think it's even more so um, specifically with, with, my, with my background as, as a developer. Um, you know, when you're on a website, um, well, w w when you make a website, you've got to realize your, your audience is only going to be on any given page for, you know, at the most seven or eight seconds. Hmm. Um, and so when you're trying to communicate a message to that person, like one of the, one of the projects I'm working on right, right now, um, they've got a lot of text on, on their website. They, they've, got a, they've got a product that they're very knowledgeable about, um, but on their, on their pages it's just walls of text. Hmm. And uh, as, I'm, as I'm going through, you know, looking for ways we can improve their, their online presence, um, I'm, I'm finding that, that I don't even read what's on their what's on their page because, you know, I'm, I'm busy looking at everything else. And so, you know, it's just a matter of um, 
you know, realizing that there's a whole different way of writing for, for the Internet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think this I think Mark Twain actually said this great line, and he said there's a majority of difference, a huge difference between lightning and the lightning bug. <laughs> and that's a great place to segue. We're going to take a short musical break. We'll be right back talking to Josh Collingswood and Liz Meyer from Astute Rabbit Media. Stay with us. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. Warp and Woof Radio, uh, sponsored by Comenius Institute. And every week from uh, 10 till noon on Wednesday, you will hear us live. Or you can pick up our podcast at ComeniusInstitute.com and find uh, all kinds of things there. We've got radio interviews from Moody Radio. We've got our radio podcasts that come out of this. We've got the video that comes out of the teaching on Sundays. All kinds of uh, essays that are written there uh, for your benefit and that explain what we do at Comenius and the power of this particular nonprofit throughout the Indianapolis community. This morning we are at Hope Indy, uh, Hope Center Indy, and we are uh, having all kinds of folks coming in the door. If you hear all the crosstalk behind us, it's a good day because all kinds of radio, television, and Internet providers are here, and they are talking about uh, what goes on here at Hope Center Indy, which is all about protecting young women who have seen and uh, unfortunately been uh, involved in human trafficking prostitution, uh, getting those folks off the streets, protecting them. This is a great organization, uh, highlighted, of course, by Collaborate 317, and the good work of folks like Bruce Ford and Josh Bach and uh, Luke Panda Whisperer, all kinds of good folks here at 317 doing good work on behalf of the Hope Center. But we are here today talking about communication at the Media Day for Hope Center Indy, and that particular communication is uh, this particular communication communication group is astute rabbit media and we're joined today by josh collingswood and by liz meyer and they are uh, here to tell us a little bit more about the services that they provide uh, what would you say would be the services that you suggest through astute rabbit media tell us about those things yes yeah, so astute rabbit media really kind of wants to be everyone's sort of one-stop shop for all things media design related um, you know media production stuff like that um, a lot of it comes down to just telling the story, mm. um, telling the story of, of, of your organization. You know, what is it that, that you do, that you offer? Um, uh, you know, pe- people want to listen to stories. Mm. Um, the yeah. narrative is what is what sticks with people. Yes. Um, and so that's, that's what we try to focus on. We do a lot with video. Um, you know, we've got big fancy cameras that uh, that can shoot 4K. We could, we could tech talk you. Yeah, they're GH4s. Uh, <laughs> they do what? Kodak. <laughs> yeah. Yep. H.265. Uh, yeah, Kodak. H.265. Yeah, is the we new wanted one. to throw some tech stuff yeah. in there so you knew we actually knew what we were talking about. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, Liz is our, our video guru. Um, and so she's definitely the, yeah. the, the person that, that helps me figure out a lot with, with cameras and, and, and do yeah, that. Yeah, my master's sort of degree is in digital storytelling, a whole new field, isn't there you it? Go. But I That's come impressive. from filmmaking. Yeah. So therefore, we understand how each picture, like you do in the movies, communicates a great deal through the nonverbals of that, that right. picture. And you actually have some experience in film. Yes, I do. Yeah. You've been, uh, what, what kind of properties have you uh, been invested there, there with in film? Well, the one I tell my students that they all freak out about is uh, that I was in Liam Neeson, one of his very first photo uh, <laughs> opportunities where he got the, the, the part in the movie, and I was filming there in Britain, and while we were there, I tried to talk him out of acting. 
And so I'm very glad because I always put it in a very storytelling art kind of way. And I go, uh, I keep the name. I keep it from uh, saying Liam Neeson. And at the end, then I say, and if I would have talked him out of acting, we wouldn't have Schindler's List. We wouldn't have qui Gon That's when they get the point and they all go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Yeah, you hold back the big name till the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. impressive. You got to go for the impact. <laughs> that's right. So, Josh, come back to tell us a little bit about the digital work that you do and the services you provide at Astute Rabbit. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, like we said, video is huge. Uh, photos are also really huge, um, you know, especially when you, when you deal with churches and smaller organizations. One of the one of the big things that, that I see a lot is just pictures aren't really well done. They're, they're, they're low resolution. They're, they're tiny. Sometimes they're, they're shot with different, different aspect ratios. They, they either had the camera, you know, um, Vertical, and then they shot horizontal for a couple of pictures, you know. And so now we have to crop it and do weird things like that. It, it, there, there's a huge need for for, for photos, and so uh, we do things like that. Um, as far as you know, comprehensive website services, um, you know, we, we we do. We're a lot of our projects this year are are more WordPress centered, um, just because we found out we can we can leverage the database and uh, the huge library of plugins and things that would take me. You know, a month or so to develop on my own, uh, that I can grab something that, that's out there and, and, and kind of respin it and, and make it do what, what, it, what it needs to do and, and, and things like that. Um, so a lot, lots of programming. That's that's more on my end. Um, Liz and then I more, do the content creation, yeah. but we really work well together with the clients to make sure we are getting to the heart of what they want said and how they want to say it. But mm. we can give them good advice because a lot of times they don't know the questions to ask, and yeah. that is our field, to help them uh, understand how are they communicating with their audience and what can they do better to connect to that audience. Mm. So the issue of connecting verbal and visual, uh, how important is that in a culture that has so much information in it, connecting verbal and visual together? Yeah, well, you know, it, it's interesting um, I was just looking at, at, at a website the other day um, that I'm kind of coaching them on, on, on how to do that because um, they've got a list of, of things that they do, but it's just a list. You know, there, there's, no, there's no visual element. Um, somebody that does this really well that, that I was looking at as an example for this, this organization is actually um, Apple's website. If you go look at any, any product they sell, they're telling you everything it does in, 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 in text, but the way they do it is through slides. Hmm. And so as you scroll down any product page on their website, you see um, a description of, of everything it does. But then underneath that, it's this huge, immersive, like full-width image of whatever it's doing. And, and usually it's animated, so you can see what it's doing as you read about it. And, hmm. and so, you know, as I've already mentioned, you only have, you know, six or seven seconds to, to capture people's attention. Hmm. And I think they do that really well. And so that's one of the, one of the examples that, that we try to provide to people as yeah. they're figuring jo out. Josh is talking about web usability. That's the term in our. And okay. we understand how that person relates to what media they're using. So there's a psychology behind how they click. And we all know that in general. But we're going deeper. We're looking at the um, analytics and coming across to say, here, here's where they're bugging out. This is where they've disconnected. Mm. This is where you need to think about recreating what you've got. One of the things that kind of stands out in my thinking as I hear you guys talk about this is the uh, issue that uh, surrounds uh, the concern about how long people stay on your site. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I got from our analytics at Warp and Woof that folks are actually staying on for a couple of minutes 
reading, you know, if they read something, they're going to stay on for a couple minutes. Is that about true? Yeah, and, and, and when we see that, it's because they found what they're looking for. Oh, okay. Um, if, if they find what they're looking for, then they'll, they'll look at it as long as they want to look at it. And, and so okay. Then we see longer page times, and, and, and longer is better at, at, at that point. So how is the connection? Let's talk a minute about the connection between the importance of how we communicate on social media that connects people to our websites. So, you know, somebody like me that's posting at least two or three times a day, and I'm trying to connect people to what we're doing at Cominius or what uh, I've just uh, written at Warp and Woof, uh, those kinds of things. What is the an importance of intentionality of connecting social media back to whatever it is that your story is, what you're trying to communicate? Well, here's here's what I found in the last year or so as I've been doing a lot more um, work with organizations that blog and, and publish things on a regular basis. What you promote on social media is where the hits are going to go and where you're going to see traffic go in, in Google Analytics and, and whatever other platform you use to track that, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, I've got, I've got one client that um, posts a lot, of, a lot of blog entries and, 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 and stuff like that. And what we do every time there's, there's an entry is we then go make a Facebook post about it. And, okay. and what we see is that that post, you can go in and look on, on your organization's page and see how many people you've reached. Mm. And then you can track that. If you click on it, you can see... Mm how many of those people that you've reached have actually clicked on the link. Mm. And then it's even more interesting, I think, if you go into your into your analytics, because some people don't click on the link. They'll just go to your website and find it themselves. Okay. And so you can see that, you know, whatever that thing you just published is 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 outperforming all your other pages because that's the new, fresh thing. People have just seen on, on Facebook that you published it, so they're, they're clicking on it, they're reading it, they're engaging with mm. it. And I think, you know, wh- whatever you promote, whether it's a post or a page, a section of your website, that's where the hits are going to go. How many? How much importance would you say would you give to linking specific individuals that you know on social media with specific posts that you're posting about? How important is that to link people that you think might be interested in this idea with what you've just written or talked about or done a video on? Well, I, I think, you know, um, I mean, if I was a blogger and I was going to write something about um, – connecting with college students um you'd be one of the first names i'd link into that mm. just because you know you you do that sort of thing and, and i know that that you would then share that post out with with your network and 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 you know that could be a means of, of getting greater exposure for, mm. for that sort of thing so I, I think you know anytime anytime we can link in an expert in something that, that we're writing about one of the one of the people i used to work with several years ago um Told told us as, as a team that he used Twitter strategically. Hmm. Um, he didn't use it just as a fun social networking thing. He used it strategically. He would actually go follow people that were industry leaders in whatever it was he wanted to do, it, whatever it was he wanted to experiment with or get involved in. He'd go figure out who the top guy in that industry was and follow him on Twitter just okay. to to read what he reads, to yeah. follow what he follows, um, that that sort of thing. So yeah, I think I think linking specific people in can can definitely help mm. us out. I feel uh, like I'm backing into things all the time. So you're doing exactly what you're just suggesting. I find somebody that's really knowledgeable about fill in the blank X, Y, or Z, and then I go and follow them, and I realize, wow, they've been reading this article. Oh, I guess I should go read that article. And then that article ends up being part of an essay I write at some point in the future. But you're right. Connecting with people who know more than me, which is pretty much everybody, is really powerful and important, I think, in the social sphere of things. So let's take that a little bit, uh, just a step further when we talk about social media. How important is it to choose your words wisely in social media? Maybe Liz can speak to this issue. We're looking for the things that motivate people. We all know what those are. And can we connect those 
moments that are in your blog or your platform that you're trying to push people mm -hmm. to, can we say, is this an issue about love or hate or desire mm -hmm. or power, you know, yeah. in a good sense or a bad sense? Yeah. Because people are looking to uh, go a little deeper into how are others thinking on this human condition? Mm. Something that happened this last summer uh, with Charlottesville, if you recall that, you know, we had the uh, white nationalists making their big march through Charlottesville, that little uh, Virginia town. And uh, I just made a general comment. You know, I stand with my black brothers and sisters, hashtag Charlottesville, which then just blew up my analytics. I mean, I had people coming after me for one thing or another, but it was that particular essay that I wrote on Charlottesville that probably has produced the most analytic evidence of anything I've ever written. And I've had some tremendously uh, good, uh, tremendous, good, tremendously good responses to a lot of things I've written, but that thing just blew up. How important is it when we're dealing with video, pictures, essay, whatever, to capture the moment within how much time do we have to really hit on something that's powerful for that time, and how long does that last? I'm looking more at the authenticity of the moment. So looking at, because it is timely, but is it going to be presented authentically, truthfully? Um, people don't want a schmooze. <laughs> <laughs> They're not looking to read that anymore. They want to say, is this live? Is it happening right now? Or is it not, as I hate to do, hashtag fake, fake news. Mm. Um, they kind of shy back from those things that are schmaltzy and mm. we we now have that uh, desire for the readers to see a vulnerability in what we write mm. yeah so this idea of being able to step back and actually showing humility is kind of important uh, josh once more to the general generational issues here um how important is it to folks that are the 20-somethings of life uh, in and around indianapolis or around the world for that matter uh, how important is the moment? How much time do we have uh, between an event that happens and how long people will follow that particular event? Do you have any sense of that at all? Yeah, um, I, I think it definitely depends on on the event. Um, I mean, you know, there there are still people that are that are talking about things that happened last fall with with the the you know the election cycle things yep. that, that came up that way, um, and yet there there are major events happening just in the last few weeks that you know it's like what well, it happened and, and we moved on, you know. So I th I think it really it, it comes down to the event. One thing just to just to kind of bounce off of what Liz just said, um, you know, on, on the note of authenticity, um, I think I think especially the, the younger generation wants to read news that. Um, you know, is, is is based on fact. It doesn't come from an obvious angle of wanting to put down the the opponent or you know just just you know mm. throw stuff at them. Mm. Um, there's there's a lot of that out there, and and when I see it, I just I just want to click off. You know, I don't okay. want to go into that. Okay. So so are we? I'll just ask a personal question here. Are we approaching this in the right way? Uh, to say to people, look, you know, we want to emphasize what people are, are doing that's good around Indianapolis. Are people generally more receptive to what's good than what's bad? Uh, I, th I think I, I certainly am. Um, you know, I've I've always liked reading the stuff that the, the Comenius puts out about, you know, what's what's good in the neighborhood. Um, this this weekly radio show. Um, yeah, this is, I, I, I think so. Okay. Any I think comments? we're developing a skin, almost a hardening process mm. from all the negative all the time. And yes. It's refreshing to hear 
this can be done this is being achieved this good is going out these um, organizations are making a difference and that's the positive uh, aspects that Comenia brings so let's take this to the next step and ask the question about uh, what longevity do, are we going to be seeing here in your from your framework from you, what you guys do at astute rabbit uh, Liz what you do at IUPUI Josh what you do in the church and, and both of you within the community itself what do you see anticipating the future now what do you see coming down the pike in five to ten years? What are the things that we need to look for, anticipate? What are the major changes, transformations? Uh, should we be getting ahead of whatever curve it is? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think um, definitely as we move into the future, video is going to be even, you know, it's, it's a big deal now. Um, it's going to get even bigger um, as far as video content on, on websites. You know, analysts are already saying people are more likely to watch a video than they are to read an article, um, that that sort of thing. You know, I think specifically for you know churches and, and ministries and uh, things of that nature, it's it's going to get to a point where you know your your podcast is going to be a video rather than just an audio file, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll have you know at least just as many people watching that than are actually sitting in your congregation. Mm. Um, which I, as a pastor, you know sort of have mixed feelings about because you know it's 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 isolating um i'd rather have people in the congregation than than outside watching a video um but i think that you know on on the tech end of things i i think that's 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 where it's going um you know social media definitely not going away Mm -hmm. um because it's a means of 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 connecting people not 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 as good of a means of connecting people as face-to-face but you know there is some sort of a a virtual connection that, that that we can make that way um so yeah, you know, video, um, social media. Uh, one of the one of the things that we're working on right now um, as a company that's kind of a, a new I- emerging sort of sort of trend is actually virtual reality. Okay. Um, so making 3D websites that you can navigate around, actually um, using your phone by by pointing it at things and hmm. and having different things happen as a result of that. So oh we'll my. Get more into that later. Okay. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll make sure that I have a good picture then for my 3D likeness and my futuristic. <laughs> Uh, view of myself here. Liz, how about from your perspective at IUPUI and as a professor at a, at a university in Indianapolis, uh, what are you seeing the future hold in terms of uh, what these uh, digital marketplaces are doing to education itself? We're seeing the trends uh, bear out that interpersonal connection it, it's, it's stemming from disembodied communication so I know I'm talking about a negative but we all know it we've been around the table and somebody's sitting there with us and then they bring out their cell phone they pop it up they start looking and scrolling and you're like uh excuse me <laughs> exactly was I a value yeah. to you yeah, and right. now we're finding that more and more uh, people are realizing the negative effects of screen time uh, on the brain, on the brain patterns, cognitive processing. So when we are doing, um, you know, that interpersonal connection, how do we then manage the tool and device uh, in a way that a church should? And how do we use that voice that it has in a digital presence? What can we do to increase um, the internal connections mm-hmm. and i think that's really important that we look at that for the future and i think that can be done in some of these virtual reality th- moments that josh has been talking about where a pastor could just come in and almost relate to that newcomer and walk through hey this is what 
it would be like if you were here and this is why we value scripture mm. you could have him meeting and greeting mm-hmm. for his church but through a digital presence so uh, this always comes back to me i've heard you guys use the word tools a number of times here so i've got a number of tools at my house i've got a shovel hanging out in my garage i've also got a hammer in my toolbox i am not going to use my hammer to go dig a hole in my garden nor am i going to use a shovel to pound a nail into my wall so let's come back to the issue of tools again how do we help people? How do we teach them? How do we instruct them in this whole digital marketplace bit, the, the realm in which you guys are working, to help them understand you need this tool for this work, for this purpose, for this time, and not to try to use it in every single thing? How do you do that? How do you communicate that with people? Yeah, I, I, think, it's, I think it's really a matter of, of walking them through and, and just spending time demonstrating how to, how to do each thing. You know, um, you use YouTube as a spot to host mm-hmm. your host your videos on for your weekly podcast. You know, um, upload the audio file to this website to get into iTunes. You know, stuff stuff like that. But I think I think it takes time of actually working with people and, and showing them how to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, sh- showing them how to how to use the the tools. Um, you know, one of the one of the things that I've, I found really useful for, for churches and um, really that that level of an organization on up, um, even even to major corporations and stuff like that, is just using something to manage your, your social networking sites because mm. there's so many of them. There, you know, you got YouTube, you got Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, whatever else whatever else you're on. And it, and it just makes so much more sense for an organization to just be able to publish one thing to multiple networks and even to schedule that out in advance. So mm. tools like Hootsuite, mm. you know, where you, you can log in um, with, with one account and manage you know, as many networks as you have. Mm. And uh, ev- even just showing someone how to schedule posts out a month in advance so they just don't have to think about it and they can focus on running their business or um, pastoring their church or, or, or mm. whatever else. Uh, and they know that, you know, every Monday and Wednesday something's going out on Facebook. You know, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's automated. So showing people how to do things like that, I, I, I think, really goes a long way. Okay. Uh, this is something that interests me mostly because I've, you know, I find myself on social media a lot, promoting a lot of different things on a regular basis. And sometimes I find myself doing that because I want to link it to people at a certain, with a certain group at a certain moment in time. Uh, answer this one real simple question for me. If I'm going to post something in the morning, what is the most beneficial time slot to post something on Facebook or Twitter? It depends on your audience, Mark, and we can analyze all of that. Um, There are charts out there that even indicate the highest time for your reach, but your reach depends on your audience, and until we understand your audience, you can't determine that exactly. However, there are times of the day that you can see, uh, for example, if you had an older audience, that they are online at that time or are more likely to open at those times, but Mm. you have to put in a plan and carry it out sounds like you teach speech or something like that you know know your audience it would seem like that's kind of an important idea here so as we're coming down to the end of this uh this particular interview i want to make sure that we uh connect with this idea of training up the next generation of communicators and is there a way uh that you do this there is uh i have the pleasure of working currently with three interns from IUPUI that are working in another radio station mm-hmm. and and they are uh, generating content and we've uh, 
made the connection for them to to learn in that way mm. um earlier you had asked if uh, josh had been in your class guess what <laughs> confession here again <laughs> he was in my first speech class oh there you go there you go <laughs> but he had such talent beyond what i had to teach him he just was a natural oh look at that mm-hmm. getting all the positive strokes here that's a good thing so let's take this a step further for you josh uh you know, I don't know that you're necessarily thinking about succession plans or anything like this at your time of life. But when you think about this, how are you teaching or training other people to do what you do? Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because this is such a huge component of, of everything I do um, in, in ministry also, um, not only in tech but also also in ministry. My, my approach really is centered around, you know, come, come join me in whatever this thing is that, that, that I'm doing. Um, so whether it's, you know, um, you got a new, you know, high schooler in the church that plays guitar and, and I'm like, well, hey, let's come play with us on Sundays, you know, or whatever, you know, um, we, we just had a couple of people, um, interested in learning how to run the soundboard, um, for us. And so whether it's that, or, you know, if, if I find out that they do have some kind of a technical background and they're interested in website stuff, well, let me show you what I do at, at work. You know, here's the project I'm working on, mm-hmm. you, you know, log into WordPress, do this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and just and just bring them along with me. Um, I, I have a lot of fun doing that. That's great. Sounds like you're a natural teacher. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so as, as we kind of land this plane here today, uh, what would be the things that you would want to leave the audience with uh, from both of you? What, what kind of last comments uh, are important that you want to make sure that everybody hears from you guys today? I, uh, I actually have a top ten list. Oh, good for you. Um, I, I think we'll let Josh just take this home. All right. And so um, – I'll, I'll try to run through this real quick. That's okay. Take your time. Uh, basically, just you know, top ten pieces of advice that that we've kind of found um, to just be generally useful for for everyone as they try to manage their on- online presence. Um, the first thing is don't get boxed in. You know what I find a lot with smaller organizations and and especially in like trade industries and stuff like that. People are people are great at what they do. They're they're brilliant at their job. And frankly, they have better things to do than run a website. And so what, what they what they get themselves into, unfortunately, is um, something that they think is going to save them a lot of money, but ends up restricting what they can do with it. I, I had a client who, um, you know, I, I had developed a new website for them and went to upload it and found out their server doesn't support HTML, which oh. is unthinkable on the internet. It's like, how do you even have a web server that doesn't read HTML files? They had it configured all. All, all weird. So, so they were locked into this system where you had to log into this visual editor and make visual changes. You couldn't make anything new based on it, and so we had to cancel that. They had to spend all this money moving into a new system that was more versatile, and we could actually upload things to. And, and and so it ends up costing more money in the long run. So probably the biggest thing I can say is just don't get boxed in to to something that doesn't allow room for growth. Is that number ten? And here we go with number nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is think mobile first, um, and this is useful not only because half of your audience is most likely going to be on a phone or a tablet, but also because Google, when they index your site, will will actually give you greater priority in the rankings if your website does show up on phones because of the fact that about 50% of your audience will be on on a phone. So you want to make sure that, that you think mobile first. Um, that way it's not a matter of, you know, once the website collapses, um, how's it going to look? Is it going to be passable? You want to design for that first because probably over half of your audience will be will be looking at it that way that way first. Mm. Um, so so think in terms of phone. Here we go. Number number eight. Number eight. <laughs> Use high quality and optimized images, not just high quality images with with a high resolution, but also optimized images. Because if you just throw a high resolution JPEG onto a website, 
um, that website will take that much longer to load because it has to take care of this, this massive image. And so what we do is we actually run it through Photoshop and we, we pull a couple additional levers and uh, come out with a you know, high resolution optimized image that, um, that loads in you know, a tiny fraction of the time. Mm. Um, so you know, being able to do, do things like that there we go, number seven. Um, number seven, you know, leverage your social media outlets. Like we've already said, what you promote is, wh is where the hits are going to go on your, on your analytics. So whether that's a page or, you know, it's a landing page or, or a section, um, you just built your website, you want to promote the whole thing, use your homepage, you know, whatever you promote on, on Facebook or Twitter, that's what people are going to click on. That, that's where they're going to go. What number Here we, we go. On We're on number six. Number six. I keep losing count. We're going to the top five soon. Number six. On that note of social media, um, use a use a tool like Hootsuite because um, it just takes all the all the all the pressure out of it. You know, you realize it's been like five days since you posted it on Facebook. You know, Hootsuite will take care of that because you can sit down on the first of the month, schedule out the whole, you know, thirty days of posts, and uh, it's just it's convenient because then you do that. You don't need to set a reminder to do it again next month, and then you don't think about it for a month, and mm -hmm. you just go. And, and then you interact with people on, on, on Facebook when they comment on things and then, you know, reply to the comment and, and, and do things like that. But it's really it just takes care of itself, makes it uh, a whole lot easier. Number Here five. Here we go, now. five from Astute Rabbit Media Tips for today. Number five is deliver content regularly. Um, you know, a lot of people think of a website as a poster. And it's really, it's really not a, a poster. It, it has to be more of a living organism because if Google sees that, that it doesn't change, um, then it's going to be prioritized under de, uh, under websites that, that are changing, that do have fresh content being delivered. And so, you know, if you have a blog, post to that thing regularly. Um, you know, keep it keep it fresh. If if something changes, you know, update pages as, as often as you can. But especially if, if there's a blog, um, you want to keep that content fresh because it keeps it high enough in the rankings. Here we go, number four tech tip: check your public facing content regularly. Um, yeah, especially as as your website gets bigger, as as content gets heavier and heavier, and as you move into things like like page caching and, and and stuff like that, what you think is out there may not still be out there. Especially if you're on WordPress and you have it set to auto update, um, your theme may update and, and a plugin may no longer be compatible. And you look at your front page and you're like, where'd everything go? You know. And so what you have to then do is restore things back and 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 deal with compatibility things like that. So you want you want to at least look at your website once every every couple weeks, every week or so, you know, make sure that um the the things are still there cuz um especially if if you're on a system that auto updates, things may not be what what you think they are if you've not looked at it in a month or so. So Number 3. Number 3. Have a backup system in place. Because of number 4. Um have a backup system in place. Just last night I uh popped into a website that, that I'd been working on and saw that the sidebar was completely gone. And, and what had happened was I had done some custom coding on one of the templates for that sidebar and the plugin developer released a whole new version that didn't even include that template file that I had, that I had edited and suddenly the whole sidebar was gone. And so I, uh, I jumped back in my files and grabbed the, the one that I'd worked on and uploaded it and, and uh, WordPress recognized the previous version and, and uh, everything, was, everything was good to go. But None of that would have been possible without a without a backup copy, and I'd have had to start completely from scratch, and that would have been another five or ten hours of work to get the sidebar back to the point where, where I had it. And so, a good uh, a, a good backup system can definitely go a long way. Here we go, drum roll for number two. Number two, understand the difference between writing for the web versus other forms of writing. Um, you know, you you write a paper, and that's one form of writing, um, 
but that style of writing is really not going to go very far on, on the web. Like we've already said, um, walls of text, you know, you've got, you've got six or seven seconds to capture people's attention and get them to the content that they're actually looking for. And so it tends to be a lot of lists, a lot of bullet points, um, a lot of visual hierarchy. Not everything is, is a paragraph, just, just straight font. You have, you have bold, you have underlines, you have different heading styles. Um, you want to make use of those things. And, and there's a whole lot. There's a whole lot more when you write for the web. Um, there's a book. What 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 book is that? Well, I'm a Steve Krug fan, but I don't think that audience would understand. But this guy uh, teaches things like uh, his titles are. Um, it's not rocket science. It's just a website and things like this. Um, so you have to understand there is a lot more actual science to what we do, and knowing how to connect that content and write it well for that audience connection. Yeah, and, and so there, there's there's quite a bit more to it. I'm, I'm kind of being overly simplistic with talking about fonts and, mm-hmm. and headings and stuff like that. So uh, that, that's, that's why I bring up the books and things like that. But um, down to the last... Number the, one. Number Yay! one. Uh, use a good analytics tool because it'll tell you what things you need to change. You know, what we, what we usually do for people that have never had a website, they, they don't have any analytics on anything. We'll, we'll build something, we'll upload it, and we'll say, give it a month. And we'll come back at the at the one month point, and we'll say, okay, how did it do based on the uh, the analytics results? And that'll tell us, you know, what buttons need to go in the navigation bar at the top. That'll tell us what needs to go on the home page. Um, it'll tell us how to funnel traffic where, where we need to go. And, and without that, you know, the, the 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 tool just doesn't do what it's designed to do. There you go. And so now, what <laughs> I was thinking after that long list of wonderful things, if that sounded like a foreign language to you, we're uh, just a phone call away. There you go. So <laughs> that language. Yeah, so Astute Rabbit Media are the folks that we have here today, Josh Collingswood and Liz Meyer. And you want to make sure to uh, check out our websites, ComeniusInstitute.com and WarpAndWoof.org, because both of those websites are organized by Astute Rabbit Media. In fact, I go so far as to say... Josh, I'm going to put you on speed dial and text you, man, because I got so many questions. Would you please take care of this? I got my own personal backup system. You want these people on your site. Make sure to check them out, Astute Rabbit Media. Go look at them. Josh Collingswood, Liz Meyer, thanks ever so much for being here today. Thank you. We are going to be back next week and hear from a tremendous organization in Indianapolis which is doing good work for young people. Uh, Look for posts about that coming up next Tuesday night and then Wednesday morning. Until then, you've been listening to Cominius Institute-sponsored Warp and Woof Radio from the Hope Center in Indy. Make sure to come over and see us today, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) 